So good to be here on Sunday night. I was just standing there as we were singing about the cross and how wonderful. Yeah, I'm in kind of in a little bit of a... uh, It's weighty standing up here. This is probably one of the lightest pulpits because it's made out of plastic, but it's not that big, thick wood. But uh, it's heavy to stand up here, but it's a good place to be because God... uh, has been speaking his truth from up here, and I want to be a, a faithful servant to that, to him tonight. And uh, I hope we leave here all encouraged, edified, and, and having heard from our Lord and Savior. I see some faces out there that I'm, I, I'm happy to see, some new faces, but you mean a lot to me. Um, this church means so much to me. 14 years. I, I thought it was a little bit more than that, but about 14 years ago, I was baptized here uh, on a Sunday night. I gave my life to Christ. I surrendered to Christ um, sitting up there one night down here. And uh, he who started a work in me, is, uh, he's, he's been faithful, y'all, to complete it. And he's continuing on until the day of Christ Jesus. Um, he's given me a word for you tonight. I want to start with a disclaimer. First, I want to say my brother Robert said, now how did that come about? He asked me at our house group the other night. He said, how did that come about that you were preaching? I said, well, brother, I don't know, but I can tell you this. I didn't know. I wasn't signing up for it. I wasn't sending texts. Hey, when are you going to have a Sunday night available for me? So he said, okay. Well, tonight Dustin saw me and he said, what do you think, brother? I said, I think it's going to be good when, when it's over. And he said, well, brother... He said that, basically, he said that kind of lies on you. If you'll hurry up and get finished, it'll be over with. <laughs> so y'all got people working on y'all's behalf already. So let me, uh, Trenton just prayed, and, uh, but I want to start out by praying, of course, and I want you to pray with me. Father, I, I bow before the only one who is worthy. Thank you with my lips and my life for being so faithful to me and so many in this room. As Trenton prayed, I want to be out of the way tonight, but I want to clearly say what you've given me through your word. May we hear from you tonight. Holy Spirit, come and help me. I can't do it on my own, but you can. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Um, I want you to stand as you turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 through 26. Galatians 5, 13 through 26. It's not on the screen. If you don't have your Bible, I'm totally okay with you using your phone. But for you were called to be free, brothers... For don't only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the entire law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by one another. Verse 16, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, 
and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you can't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I tell you about these things in advance, as I told you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified, crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. We must not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now we can learn a lot from these Galatians, can't we? And uh, I can tell you right now, as a disclaimer, my wife, beautiful wife sitting down there, we don't have it all figured out. We don't have all the answers. We try to get to Jesus as much as we can. We need Him. Amen? And uh, if we're going to love the way He calls us to right here, we need Jesus. Um, walking in the flesh, folks, what it will do for us as we see with the Galatians and as we see today, it will provide or produce a fruitless ministry. A fruitless ministry. Now, you, whether you realize it or not, if you're here tonight and you're born again, you're saved, you are a minister. Oh, by the way, you can sit down. <laughs> Please sit down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Lord. Verse 14, you see there right, right away, we are called to love one another. We are called to love one another. It says, but serve one another through love. And it reminds us that the entire law is fulfilled in one statement, to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if that is what the Scripture says, if that's what the Word of God says, how am I doing? Well, I tell you, sometimes I'm pretty rough. Sometimes I'm not easy to love. Sometimes I don't love like I should. How are you doing? How are we doing as a church in 2018? Here at Wynn Baptist Church or whatever church you belong to, by the way, the Big C Church, the church, um, Jesus' children, that's not confined by walls, somebody that is his child, is one of his missionaries, and how are we doing as far as and concerning loving one another? Now, I'll tell you, he has saved us and got the truth to us so that we might get it to somebody else. You know, you know that. You've been in church. You know that we are his missionaries. We know the mission is to make Jesus known so he can get the worship that he deserves. But loving these lost folks, folks, it's, it ain't always easy. And I'll tell you the rest of the story. Loving church folks. Ain't always easy. 
And us church folks, it ain't always easy to love. I know you need help. I know I need help. I know we need help. Jesus said in John 13, verse 35, and y'all know this scripture. We all know it well. We've been in church. We've heard him say, By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If, there's an if there, if you have love for one another. And at times, I'm in trouble. At times, we're in trouble. We're in trouble because they don't see that love that he intended, that he died for, that we just sang about in us. Folks, we're called to love. We need help. We fail to do it when we do it in our own strength. Amen? We need help. Jesus said himself that he would send a helper. He said, wait right here. I'm going to send one. We love to talk about the Holy Spirit. We love to talk about it. But do they see the fruits of the Spirit in us? The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Oh God, I, I pray that they would in my family more and in our family and in the church family. Don't we long for that? Shouldn't we long for that? If God is love, and, and, you know, if he says that they'll know you're my disciples by the way you love one another. We need a helper. We need the Holy Spirit. And I would go as far to say, uh, are we walking in the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit, so that they can see those fruits dangling off of us? So, back in Galatians 3, if you want to follow along with me, just turn back a page or two in Galatians 3. I'm going to read 1 through 5. And we can learn a lot from these Galatians. I told you that. It says, You foolish Galatians, who's hypnotized you? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ is vividly portrayed as crucified? I only want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Verse 3, are you so foolish after beginning with the Spirit? Are you now going to make, be made complete by the flesh? Did you suffer so much for nothing, if in fact it was for nothing? Verse 5, so then does God supply you with the Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Now, he called them foolish Galatians. Now, this wasn't an insult of their intelligence, or it wasn't a lack of intelligence, but rather it was a lack of obedience. And um, I will say from standing right here, here at Wind Baptist Church, or which church, whichever churches y'all represent, the one out in the hills, praise the Lord, I'm glad to see y'all here tonight. I know you've had sound biblical teaching. This is the Sunday night crowd. I don't think we lack the intelligence of knowing what the Scripture says. I think we lack the obedience. And I'm guilty, y'all. Like I said, I don't, I'm not where I need to be. I'm thankful that he who began a work in me is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So let's look at verse 5 together. Uh, so then God, does God supply you with the Spirit 
and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by hearing with faith. Now, as you will see the tree picture um, that we have here, this is the audience participation portion of the program. I don't want you all to go to sleep. But this is just to try to help us see verse 5. And, you know, all of these, when we talk about walking in the Spirit, looking at that tree, what would you say that the roots are? Anybody? They're going down to, to Jesus, going up to Jesus. He's the anchor. He's the rock. The roots, the anchor, my brother, is our faith, right? And we can't always see. We can't always see where it's sometimes, it, often it doesn't make sense. We don't understand. I know there's been a lot of hurt people. I know there's a lot of broken homes and families and We've been through so much, and but the faith is, you know, saying, God, I don't understand, but I trust you. I'm anchored down in you. My hope is in you. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust this sweetest frame, but solely lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. I'm rooted. I'm built up on him. He's the foundation. He's the cornerstone. Are you with me? You're tracking with me? And the roots are our faith going down. And they're nourished, okay? The tree above ground is what everybody sees. And if we're walking by the Spirit, they don't see the, they don't see the faith and the, the, the tough times and the trials we always go through, but they can see what's above ground. And just as a picture, I'm not trying to cheapen the Holy Spirit because He is God. But with our faith stretching to Jesus, Verse 5 says, He supplies us with the Holy Spirit. Jesus supplies us. And He works miracles among us by the works of the law, or by the Holy Spirit, not by the works of the law. And the sap that's coming up through those roots and coming up through, through that tree will bear the fruit. It will cause you to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self control. And that's what will draw people to him to you and then you can tell them about him are you tracking with me are you tracking with me so if we looked at the next slide maybe that'll help us out blessed is the man who trusts in the lord this is out of jeremiah 17 7 through 8 who trusts in the lord he will be like a tree planted beside the water that extends its root by a stream and will not fear when heat comes but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor will it cease to yield its fruit. Sounds familiar. Sounds like Psalm 1. How happy is the man who hopes in the Lord, or who does not join a group of mockers or scoffers. His delight is in the Lord's instruction, and on it he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted beside streams of water that bears its fruit in season. Whatever he does, whatever she does, prospers. And y'all, I hope you can see that. I mean, it's not rocket science, but it is rocket fuel. When we let the Holy Spirit, we're rooted in Jesus. We're going to Jesus daily. And we're 
letting him. And so these Galatians, they started with Christ. They trusted in his word. They received the Holy Spirit. They followed Christ's commands that were found in his word. They loved God and they loved others. And then all of a sudden they went foolish, it says. They went into rule keeping. They went into traditions. And this is how we used to do it. They tried to walk and talk in the flesh instead of in the power of the Holy Spirit. They tried to serve others in their own strength. They'd read God's Word as a checklist in the morning time, but were they really meeting with God? They like to do it in public. And I want to ask you, do, you, do we not find ourselves like that sometimes, reverting back to the way of the Galatians where we're foolish and we try to do it in our own power? We try to love in our own strength. We try to serve in our own strength. We look into the Bible and, and get, you know, I got to get in the Word. I got to get in the Word. And, and we get in there and have we met with the Lord Jesus Christ, the living God who wants to, wants to love on you, wants to empower you? who wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Folks, we can, can't we fall back into this if we're not careful? I mean, we, we, this spirit versus flesh, it's an ongoing battle. This is an ongoing battle. Again, we're called to love. We need a helper. We've got to get back to Jesus daily. Um, you know the childlike Jesus said you know you need that childlike faith you can't be mine unless you come to me like a little child pretty much we're a bunch of first graders you don't get out of first grade if you try to advance yourself you forget that it's all about Jesus you get to focusing on all these other things and trying to do it on your own and try to do it in your own strength and next thing you know you look up and you're a foolish Galatian now there's good news this is good news that we can go to Jesus and he will empower us with the Holy Spirit he's been doing it for us amen and he'll keep doing it you know, he says, you fathers, you, you know how to give good to your children. How much more would I give you if you would just ask me for the Holy Spirit? Just for more. I, I can promise you, there's more and more. There's so much more of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. All you want, all you can get is there. It's readily available for you. It's there. I used to say it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet, but you never get full, you never get tired, and you never gain weight. But, you know, I, I didn't even plan on saying that. It's a whole different sermon. But um, let's, look at, let's, look at, let's get back to Jesus as a first grader. Y'all stay with me now. If you get sleepy, stand up. But don't stay standing. Verse 10 in Galatians. I'm going to read through 14. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, because it is written, everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law is cursed. 
Now it's clear that no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous shall live by faith. In another place it says without faith it's impossible to please God. That's in Hebrews. But the law is not based on faith. Instead, the one who does these things will live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us because it is written, everyone who is hung on a tree is cursed. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles by Christ Jesus. There it is again, so that we could receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith in Jesus. I need him. We need him if we're going to love like we're supposed to. Now, it says if we try to do it in our own strength and in our own flesh, that it'll bring a curse to us. You know what it says over in Peter, and it says it here again, or it says in, in 1 Peter, cursed is the one who hung on a tree. It says right there, it says... Um, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Before that, it says, so if you want to do it on your own, you got to keep the law to perfection. That means you got to keep everything to absolute perfection. That means you have to be perfect. If you want to do it on your own, if you want to try to do it without Jesus' help, you must be perfect. Did you know, if y'all hadn't listened to anything tonight... Did you know that you have to become perfect to enter into heaven? You're like, what? We're all disqualified. We need a Savior. We're all sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. Thankfully, he died in our place. He, came, he became that curse that we deserve on that tree. He died for us. So, somebody had to pay for your sins. And if you don't let Jesus do it, you'll have to do it. I'm so thankful that he showed me that, y'all. That he chose to reveal himself to me and to us and show us our sin and our need for a Savior. Rex Jones would say it this way, we're all jacked up, we all need Jesus. It's saying, we're all sinful, we need a Savior. His name is Jesus. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 and 10 says, we are, for you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not of yourself. It's God's gift so that you can't boast. No one can boast. He gets all the credit, all the glory, all the honor. For we are His creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, for which God prepared in advance, so that we might walk in them. 641, we're getting there. Now, Annabelle and Jake are here tonight, and they didn't want me to talk about them. She's hiding behind Mama right now all of a sudden. But, y'all, trust is huge. Brett's sitting up there, or he was. He wonders, but 
He told us uh, last week in Sunday school that he learned so much through his kids, and so do we, and so do you. I mean, they teach us so much about ourselves. They'll teach you about your selfishness. They'll teach you so much about how good, the, how deep the father's love is and how good a mother is and, and all that. Y'all, um, the Lord Jesus who took the curse for us, he just wants us to trust him. I want my children to trust me. When I put them in that bathtub and I lean them back, I'm like, you can trust me. I won't get the soap in your eyes. I won't let you drown. Just fall in my arms. And that's Jesus saying, just fall into my arms. You can trust me. I can be trusted. And we want that. And I can tell you, he wants us to trust him, even when it don't make sense. When they need something fixed, I mean, it happened today. Take it to daddy. Daddy can fix it. And sometimes I don't think I can fix it. But I don't want them to know that I can't fix it. I can promise you he can fix it. Jesus can fix it. And he wants us to come to him like that. One time she, brought, she had a fishing pole and it was one of them little things that Papa bought her about that long. You know what I'm talking about. It's not worth a whole lot. But it broke and daddy can fix it. And I stripped out that little screw on the side with my little pliers and Man, it got to the point where it got bad. I couldn't fix it. I couldn't let her know that. So I took it back to Walmart. It had a different color fish on the end, but I just took it home and swapped it out. I'm still the hero. <laughs> you know, when they cry and they hurt, they come to me and Carly, and, and we're, we want them to. And Jesus wants us to do the same thing. We, we're not the hero, but we want, we want them to see our, our one true hero. Amen? And, um, you know, trust is huge. Trust is huge. I, and we have so much to be thankful for. I will boast in Christ alone. His righteous, righteousness, not my own. Y'all, trust in, in Christ alone. This shows him that we love him. He knows. You know, you can try to do this, 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 and this. But he just wants us to trust him. He wants us to root down in him with faith, even when it don't make sense. We can't see where the roots are going. And then he flows up through us. And he bears the fruit. He bears the fruit. Now, we're called to bear fruit. I used to think that was something I had to do. I used to think that was something I had to do. Now I know it's something only that he can do. Y'all remember when I got, first got saved, I thought everybody, I was like Brother Don, I thought, man, I finally surrendered my life to Jesus. Everybody in my family is going to get saved. I'm fixing to go charge at them and lay it down, and they're going to believe in Jesus. Everybody's fixing to get saved. Well, I'd, go to, I'd come here and go to church, and I'd go to Dad's house, and uh, it seemed like I'd leave here all high and spiritual, and man, I was, I was, man, I was doing great, I thought. Seemed like he never would cut a tree down till Sunday morning, and he knew I'd be coming by to get something to eat on Sunday. Seemed like he never would bury the old water, you know, a water line or something. He always had a trench dug, a tree on the ground. Um, he always had plenty of work to do, and I was probably dressed a little better than I am tonight because I was a church folk, man. I was, man, born again, and uh, I'd just show up and I'd be like, what are you doing? Don't you know it's Sunday? 
And I think the Lord shamed me before long. He's like, you need to pull your little shirt off and you need to get sweaty and help your daddy. How's he going to see Jesus if you're just all about it's Sunday? It's about your law keeping, what you've done. Big deal that you've been to church. Show your daddy you love him. Show him you care. Um, folks, people can tell what your agenda is, and they can tell whether you truly care about them or not. We're called to bear fruit. Jesus says if you don't bear fruit, and Brother Don talked about this about a year ago, you know, abide in me, and I'll abide in you. With, apart from me, Jesus said, you can't do anything. But with me, you can do any, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. We must have a healthy balance of the truth and we must have love. Sometimes we hammer the truth, but we forget to love. And sometimes we love them and love them and love them and we never tell them the truth. Sometimes it's really hard to tell them the tough things, but we must. Faith comes from hearing. Hearing comes from the word of Christ. So how can we obey? How can we obey? Seek first the kingdom of his, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things I shall add unto you. I brought something with me. I brought a bucket and um, my Sunday school class have seen this numerous times. So how do, I, I don't have all the answers concerning the Holy Spirit. I know many of you know much more about the Holy Spirit than I do, but here's what I know. I know if I seek first in the morning, usually, that's when I need him, I need him all the time. But I wake up and I say, Lord, here am I. I'm open and empty. I need you today to fill me. I don't want to do today. I don't want to do today without you. Come and fill me. There are days I choose to do it like this. No, thank you, Lord. I'll be doing it on my own today. And I walk around like a bucket head. Just... You know, and people, people know, you know, don't we want them to see Christ in us so that they might see your good deeds and give glory to your Father in heaven? I don't know about you, but I want to say, Lord, fill me with you. I want, I want to be used by you. Now, um, when we walk in the Spirit, folks, He will do it. He's faithful. He'll, he'll give us that love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness to, to love those people in our paths. Lost folks, church folks, whoever's in our path, he'll help us. He'll give us joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, isn't it, sisters? Isn't it, brothers? Don't you, you know, Jesus had joy. I want to have joy. And you don't always see it. And that's why he gives us each other, say, hey, brother, hey, sister. That's why he gives us help meets, our wives. Hey, you, brother, you, what's going on? You know, and, and we get to talk to each other and, and do life together. Amen? Folks will see Jesus uh, in us, and that will draw them to him. So we have to be like 1 Peter 3.15. Be ready to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. We have to tell them, you know, what... They're going to know. Now, some prayers. Always pray, of course. I, I don't pray enough. We, we, I don't know that you can pray enough. 
But here's some prayers that I know that he will always answer. Lord, would you wake me up in the morning? Try it. Now, you'll be like me, and you may not get up, and you'll feel terrible that you didn't. But if you will ask the Lord and mean it in your heart, Lord, will you wake me up in the morning? You watch. He'll do it. Holy Spirit, would you feel me today? I, want, I don't want to do it on my own today. I, I want you to come in and do it through me today. And Lord, would you put somebody, here's another prayer he'll always answer. Lord, would you put somebody in my path I can love on today? Would you put somebody on my, in my path that I could share the gospel with today? Would you put somebody in my path that's hurting today? And you watch. He says, I put my petitions before the Lord and I wait all day expecting to watch him do it. Are you with me? And he does. And he does. He's faithful. And never stop praying, Psalm 5110. Uh, Steve Gaines uh, posted this the other day. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. He says, Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and give me a willing spirit. That's a great prayer, y'all. That's not a weenie prayer, as Brother Matt used to say, but that's a, that's a great prayer. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. I want my heart to be clean. I want it to be filled with you so that they will see you in, in my life, okay? Now, here we are at the end. Praise the Lord. Y'all are doing good. Just hold tight just a little bit longer. Now, I have got a garden. Uh, you, most of you probably know that. And boy, I was just going to really have it, have it, I was going to be, I had the cat by the tail this year. I called up old Clark uh, and B. Lindsay, Clark Dillard, and knew they had some gin trash down there, me and my brother Butch, we were thinking about it, and, and uh, got with old Paul Ellis, and we got it all arranged. I had me a whole load of that gin trash dumped out in my yard. Now, Butch told me, I, this is where I often fail with him and my wife and with y'all. I wasn't paying attention, but he said, now you got to turn that stuff and, and, and let it kill all those weed seeds in there. Well, I, I missed that part. Uh, went turkey hunting. Had, I planted a, a good garden. Me and Annabelle, Annabelle planted. Jake and planted and covered up and kicked around. We was all doing it as a family. I got pictures and video. I'll always cherish it. We planted. Went off turkey hunting, come back. Things just wasn't the way they were supposed to be. I probably put too much fertilizer, too much chemical. I, it was an ongoing battle, y'all. And I talked to other people, and they seemed to have the same problem with their garden. Everything was just kind of jacked up. Just wasn't, didn't seem right. Well, I planted some more seed. I, I, I sowed some more seed. And, Man, I finally got a stand of corn. The corn come up. I had some good corn seed. I had the best corn crop I ever had. Now, I'd always in the past been responsible for planting the garden and fertilizing it, spraying it, and getting it to produce bare fruit. Well, God done that, but he used me to get it to that point. My beautiful wife would be the gatherer. She'd get out there early in the morning, and she would just you know, gather oodles of vegetables. I liked that. Well, the genetically altered sweet corn that I thought was so good and such a bumper crop and was super sweet. Good. Some of y'all might have had some of it. it. 
she was allergic to it. She was breaking out in hives and rashes and making her lips numb when she would eat it. And man, I, that just, I lost my helper. I lost my helper. At times, y'all, I wanted to plow up my garden. Numerous times. And y'all stay with me, but these things here, I just happened to bring a pigweed with me. And uh, these are a problem. If you hadn't heard about a pigweed, uh, you must have just got here in Arkansas tonight. But these are a major, major problem. And these were in that gin trash, and they're all around us. And I think we can learn a lot about my garden. By the way, Bible says in chapter 6, 7 through 10, last bit of scripture. Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to the flesh will reap corruption from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Verse 9, church. Verse 9, Wynn Baptist Church. Verse 9, Big C Church, children of God who are here tonight. We must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, we must work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. We can learn a lot from these Galatians. Started with the Spirit, started with Jesus. He gave them the Holy Spirit. Then Paul walks in and calls them a bunch of fools because they start doing it on their own. They start being envious, jealous, outbursts of anger, dissensions, lack of love, no fruit. Biting and devouring one another is what it said in chapter 5. Have I been guilty? Yeah. I'm not proud of it. I keep taking it back. As for me and my house, and I hope this is your prayer. I know it is to some of y'all. I walk and do life with you. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not going to hang out with the pigweeds. And I'm going to tell you what these jokers do. They'll get around your fruit. And just start coming up everywhere. And the problem with these jokers are is it don't just it's not just a pigweed. They got these little seeds on here and they're everywhere. They're up here now. Eric's gonna kill me. And Richie's gonna kill me. But the, more and more come up. Y'all, our life matters. And people are watching us. I don't need you always watching me, but I do need you when I ain't doing what I'm supposed to do. Say, Kurt, come on, man. Are you kidding? Where's Christ at in that? Where's the love? Where's the joy? Where's the peace at in your heart? Where's the patience? Where's the kindness, gentleness, self-control in that? But, yo, God is faithful. Don't grow weary in doing good, y'all. For at the proper time, you'll reap a harvest. 
Yeah, there's going to be wheat and there's going to be tares, but you've got a choice to make. We got a choice to make. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. We got to make it. There's so much more at stake. They're watching. The world's watching. People that are dying and going to hell, the paralyzed people out there, they're watching. They're paralyzed because of their sin, and they don't see Jesus in us like they should. And so tonight, if you're here, you've been listening, and you, you may have realized that you aren't perfect. None of us are. But you may have realized and heard what I said when I said that you have to be perfect to, to be in God's presence. He's there. He's holy, holy, holy. We're sinful. There's a gap. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, and whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life because he took the perish, he took the punishment for us, and he clothed us in his righteousness and said, Here, son, here, daughter, I give you my righteousness. I give you my perfection. I want to clothe you in my righteousness. And I'm going to use you to reach others and show them the truth. You may be here tonight and you didn't know that God is holy and, and you're sinful and you need a Savior. If you are, I promise you, you won't regret it. I, can't, I remember 14 years ago, I was up there and I came down right here. I went down dirty, folks. And because of him, I came back clean. And you did too, many of you. If you're here tonight, don't put it off. Today is the day of salvation. Tonight's the night of salvation. Amen? All right, and so if, if you're here, you can come. Uh, Dustin's going to be here. Mike's going to be here. I'll be down here. Love to talk to you. Also, if you're here tonight and, and God's leading you to join this church, if you know you have trusted Christ and you haven't made it public by hitting the waters and saying, I want to be baptized. I want to show the world that I'm dead, that I'm buried in my, in my sins and trespass, and I've raised to walk in newness of life. You can do that tonight. You can make that commitment, and we can do it next week, I'm assuming. And um, that could be you. Or you may be here tonight, and you just need to repent. I do. You may need to come down front, and you may realize you've been trying to do it in your own power. You've been doing it in your own strength. And you need to get back to first grade. You need to get back to Jesus. I, I need him. I need Jesus. So whatever it is, um, God has laid on your heart tonight. You may know somebody in here. You need to go talk to her. The Holy Spirit may have prompted you to go love on somebody or speak truth to somebody. I don't know, but God does, and you do too, because... He's not the author of confusion. The Holy Spirit is very specific. And he, he lets you know what He wants to do. Amen. So uh, if the instrumentalists will come, um, thank you. And let me pray. God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that your word is truth. Thank you that we are like a tree planted beside streams of water that bears its fruit in season. That water, oh God, is you, Jesus. It's your word. For the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
So we drink from your word tonight. Thank you for your for giving us your word. Thank you for the opportunity to speak it. Holy Spirit, for your glory, do whatever you want to do tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.